It's October 9th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Ah, what a good feeling to have completed the virtual lakefront marathon. I'll tell you what, everybody, everybody, I... I've been kind of like intimidated by the marathon. My last one was 2017. And as I've said, it was the short course at the lakefront at Milwaukee running festival. And I feel like I've just had like this mental hurdle of can I do it? And this training session I've talked about was great, but I, you know, long runs didn't click. So I thought I might be walking a little bit on this marathon and I don't want to give too much away because we're going to dive into it. But I crossed the finish line. I completed the race. I want to give a shout out to everyone else who completed the race. I actually saw a couple people out running the marathon as I was running the marathon, which was super cool. It was also great to see everyone post on um, the Badgerland Striders page, you know, on Strava. So kudos to everyone. It was a really good weekend. Perfect weather, I'd say. I ran on Saturday. So even if you ran on Sunday, it was glorious. And let me tell you what, I feel good. So we're going to dive in that into that later. But uh We have yet another great show for you this week. Alex recaps his marathon. Uh, The boys talk about the London Marathon. Uh, Little hint, neither of us watched it, but we're going to do our best to give you the highlights you need to hear from the marathon. And we're going to end the show, as we do every week, with an interview. And this week, we are going to talk to Jeremy Foynette, who is the co-founder and idea chief idea officer at Nuwaki. I'm really excited to talk to him about how he has gotten into running. He just started running uh, back when the pandemic hit. So he is a brand new runner. So we're going to dive into all of the questions of how he's how he got into running, what it's done for him, uh, some of the goals he set for himself. So it's a really good interview. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to that later in the episode. But I want to bring in my favorite person, my co-host, Apostoli. Hey. Hey, hey, what's up, Alex? Are you ready for this? I got a really I, good show. I got a really good sponsor this week. I don't know if you've heard of them. No kidding. It's Mimosa That's... Breakfast and Brunch, and uh, they're our sponsor this week. They are just absolutely amazing. And let me tell you what, if you are looking to okay. refuel... Okay. okay, okay, all right. First of all, we can all guess, if you listen to this podcast, you're probably going to go into talking about the burger and fries, which you just had. You, you, you had... Some mimosa this past Sunday, right? Uh, right after your marathon, a day later. So, but if I may just do a little twist this time. You usually talk about mimosa because it's my restaurant. So I shouldn't be talking about it. But I'm going to be reading an email by somebody that was sent to the mimosa. And I think it just sums up everything that you'd like to say. But it's from a more objective perspective. So are you ready? Yeah, hit me with it. Hi, Apostoli. I am sorry we missed you today. We brought our friends for breakfast today. The breakfast was so delicious. The service was perfect. We felt safe in our booth. Your restaurant is so clean and friendly. We had an absolute wonderful time and so did our friends. Thank you for working so hard to make your customers safe and happy. Your friends, Jeff and Patty, Alex Main is my nephew. <laughs> Love your podcasts with Alex. Look forward to always listening. Both of you are really informative and always make me laugh. Patty. 
Oh, Aunt Patty, you're too good. That's awesome. I'm blushing right now. I know it's hard to see through the microphone. <laughs> I, I was going to send that to you, and I was going to reply to her. So I said, well, how about we just read this online and uh, reply to her in on air? And thank you, Patty, for your kind for taking the time to message us. And uh, sorry to miss you, too. Patty. It's, it's been a while. It's, it's been since the pandemic started. I, I haven't seen... I know. I was actually, Patty. I was just out there. Um, so my cousin, Andy, their son, my cousin. Wow. You see how that all connects. Uh, Andy's a big runner now and he gives credit to me. So I'll take that. That's not, that's cool. So we ran, he, um, they live in Heartland. We met there. We did a run. We ran around Heartland, which was like, cool. I like got to run around the high school and the ice age trail actually goes right through Heartland. Like, right through downtown Harlan, which is, like, really funny. It's, like, this park, but it's the Ice Age Trail. So, yeah. And Patty's, she was like, oh, I've been loving the podcast. I need to get into Mimosa. We haven't been there since COVID. And I'm like, God, yeah, you got to get in there if you can. You know, if you're if you're comfortable, it's a great, safe environment. And look at that. They're in. So, wow. What a heart, warmth, loving, I can't put that sentence together, review. And a sponsor. Great. Wow, I love it. I like can't even think about what the next subject is here that we want to talk about. Um, it looks like our next thing is race updates. It was the London Marathon over the weekend, though it took a back seat because we had our own marathon here, virtual marathon that everyone was partaking in. So mm-hmm. let me tell you what, I did not wake up and see that because I was sore. I was so sore. I was sleeping like a baby that there was no way I was waking up at like 4 a.m. to watch that. But did you wake up and watch it? Uh, so I was I was in California, I think. So I, I had to wake up at 2 a.m. No, I did not. <laughs> I did not. I got the recap. Hold on. First of all, how is there a race? This is crazy. Like this, the London Marathon happened? Like there's no race that's happening this year. So I think that's pretty bizarre cool bizarre wrong right i don't know but um well i mean it wasn't just anybody can join right you had to be an elite in order to do it so presume those people can follow guidances a little bit better than just the common folk like us the nfl the the nfl can't i guess there's that is that happening? Is well, that true? So, side story, we're going to be a football podcast for a minute. So, the Tennessee Titans the other week tested positive for COVID, so they had to reschedule their game, potentially cancel it. But it worked out because their bye week was the same bye week as the team they were playing, so they just both had the bye week and they'll play the game where the bye week was supposed to be. But here's the deal. All the guys that tested positive, you're not allowed to go and work out at the facilities together. So, what did they all do? They all went to a local high school gym and worked out. A couple of guys oh. from there got COVID, and now they're all like, got, they all have COVID again. So look at those elite athletes. Tisk, but tisk. don't worry about it. You, shouldn't, you should not live in fear, quote unquote. Don't live in fear. This is nothing to worry about. This is the best country in the world. And now we're <laughs> political. Quote unquote. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not getting into that. Uh, I like how we always no, no, tease it, and then so we don't badly. get into it. Ah, of course. <laughs> We'll save that for anyway, the next podcast that we release. But I can anyways. tell you. Well, okay, but but real quick, side note. Do you know how many people are coming in the restaurant right now without a mask? It's an insane number. 
It's just an insane number of people are coming inside without a mask. And we have to, of course, you know, try to say something. And then there are times that you can't really say anything because people say, oh, I have a medical reason. But um, it's quite funny times we're going through. And we now are, we're going down to 25, 25%. Yeah, you, I know. Anyway. Keep your head up, bud. We're here for you. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Let we'll me tell fine. you what. We are a hot spot not in the United will. States. We are a hot spot. No mask, though. Okay. We are not a political podcast. We are not a political podcast. We are not. Oh, I'm not saying politics. that out loud. We're not talking politics. Is that politics? No, because. Social. It's social. <laughs> Wait, that's just it's... social responsibility. <laughs> All right. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Back to the London Marathon. So let's see here. Uh, if you guys didn't follow it at all that's why we're here to give you the running news you need to hear from across the pond uh so they got all these elites together and they basically quarantined them for like the weeks leading up to it and they they had like 40 acres to run on like they all lived in this complex it was like a sounds like a beautiful paradise for runners and then they did which was 19 loops around the park in london and what is that saint james park whatever that is and it was 19 loops and they did the marathon with just the elites. And let me tell you, from watching the recaps, it was rainy. I mean, I guess it, uh, some light rain is a good day for a race, but it was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. So what do you got for us, Apostoli? Uh, well, we know that our good friend and the person we beat a few months ago and became so, thus, thusly became Olympians, Molly Seidel, she was there. And she was placed sixth, which is amazing. This is an international marathon. All the elites were there pretty much. And she PR'd by two minutes. That's incredible. Wisconsinite right there. Brookfield. Brookfield, Wisconsin. I think that I think that got her the record as the ninth fastest woman in marathon his US marathon history. Whew, top ten. Wow. So good for Molly. That um it's it's crazy to think, obviously this was an international race, that she got first. I mean, sorry, she did not get first. She got second at um, the Olympic trials. Uh, mm-hmm. Comes in sixth. It's just like there's so many fast runners. And she even PR'd by two minutes here. So I know it was a little different course. You know, Atlanta was a very windy and had some, had some major hills in it. But so the other cool thing with the women's is uh, Sarah Hall – had if you haven't did you watch this apostoli she had an insane kick to take second place at the end of the race like she was picking off so she was like picking off people for most of the race she was in the back and with like the last i don't know probably less than maybe it was 100 meters it's hard to tell she just takes off sprinting and passes second place so she gets second place it was incredible to see like you talk about at the end of my marathon i was like crawling tried to hide in a ball and she's just like strong and taking off. It was incredible. So you guys have to go watch that if you have not seen that. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about your marathon, actually. People can find out in many places about the London Marathon, but we specifically asked all media to hold off on talking about your marathon performance until we release this podcast. Otherwise, we, legal, legal, legal um, repercussions would ensue. I love how we try to sometimes be like real runners and like talk about like the London Marathon updates like we know what we're talking about. <laughs> Thanks for sticking through this section with us, everyone. There was a lot of crazy stuff that happened. Uh, Kipchoge took eighth place, which that actually broke a 10 
uh, race win streak for him in the marathon. So crazy. Not everyone. He is human, but he's still a hero in our heart for breaking two. Of course. All right, let's get on to the fun stuff. That was enough about that. You guys, we are here to say that this is the last running update with our sponsor, Thunderdome Running. As you guys know, all summer, Apostoli and Alex were training hard. We were working, grinding, track workouts, tempo workouts, long runs in the heat, in the Wisconsin summer, in the dog days of summer to train for the Lakefront Marathon. And let me tell you what. Our boy, Matt Thal at Thunderdome Running, he created custom plans for both of us, and he created the perfect custom plan for me because I finished, and I am a marathoner. So if you guys want to be a marathoner like me, head over to thunderdomerunning.com and tell your uh, tell our friend Matt that we sent you, and he'll hook you up with a custom plan. Um, so we need to get Matt on the show uh, maybe next week or the week after whenever he's free. I know we said that last week, but I'm excited to actually now get him on that the race is over. Yes. So tell us about it, man. What 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 happened? How are you feeling? Ah, so what? We're like it's uh, what what is today? Wednesday, Thursday when we're recording this. Wednesday night. Yep. I feel I I went for two three mile runs this week, and my legs feel better. Saturday and Sunday. Man, I was sore. I forget how sore you are after a marathon. Like everything's sore to the touch, right? And just like going downstairs sucks, but like it feels good. But so last week when I was talking on the show, I really didn't have like a game plan. Like I was like, maybe I'll walk. Maybe I'll run the whole thing. Like I wasn't going to PR, but I think in my head like a th- like a, a 410, 415 was probably maybe it. So anyways... I did the Christina main loop where we ran the 6.55 mile loop from Esterbrook around Esterbrook and then down to like the Bellevue bridge on the Oak leaf and back. So you do four of those bad boys and that's a marathon. Um, there was a couple of our friends who also ran it at the same time. Shout out to Ben and chase. And we had some awesome pacers with us. So John Gamrat ran with me the first 20 miles and then Christina jumped in and ran the last 15 miles with me. And then, friend of the pod, Patrick Beezer ran the last six miles with me. So I had people with the whole time, which was like really cool. Cause when you're in a race, you got to grab your own water cups. Right. But when you got pacers, people are like grabbing you the water, asking you if you're okay. It's like, it's great. I'll take that any day. So, uh, that was a virtual race. I had a good support crew. We had a lot of friends out there. It was a really good time. Um, but the race itself, I, uh, we went out I wanted to hang out around like 920s, started cruising. If you kind of look at my splits on Strava, I had some 906s, I had some 910s, I had some 925s, so I was really floating around in there, and uh, I was feeling good. Um, When I got to about mile 17, I started to feel it a little bit where I'm like, okay, we're getting there. All I need to do now is just get to mile 20. Because if I get to mile 20, that means then I can just, it's just one more lap because we're doing right four laps. It's all I need to do. I got it. So we get to mile 20. Uh, we had a cheer section there. So I was feeling pretty good. And at this point I was like, okay, let's break this down. Let's break this last lap up into three mile, three mile segments. So if I get to 23, I was still at like a nine minute pace this time. I was like, if I get to 23, I was feeling good at 20. I can drop it to maybe sub nines and like go sub four hours. So we get mile 20, mile 20, 21, 22, 23. 
we're feeling good. And about mile 23 and a half, I started to feel it a little bit. And I'm like, okay, if we still keep this pace, I can still go sub four. And then when I hit mile 24, oh man, the wheels started to really grind. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, I had Patrick and Christina really pulling me, pulling me through. I was like, I want to walk. I want to walk. And they're like, no, you're not, you're not walking. You're not walking. You're not walking. So shout out to those two. You guys are the best for pushing me through. And, uh, that last mile and a half was a, was a, was a real, was a real grind. And, uh, I didn't walk, which was a huge part of it. That was one of the goals I wanted. I didn't walk, so I accomplished that. Didn't go sub four hours, which I thought I might at one point, but uh, finished with a 4.03. It felt good. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'm glad that I uh, I got a marathon in under my belt because I feel like I've been away from it for too long. So yeah, that's it. Marathons. I'm glad I got it back. I feel good. I feel rejuvenated that I was able to do it. What a great story, man. You're you're such an inspiration. You trained through that terrible win, uh, terrible summer, through the quarantine. You couldn't really run with friends. You got kids at home. You got Christina. Both of you were trying to train at the same time, but couldn't train together because she's much better and faster than you. So you had to, you had to wake up super early so she could watch the kids and then she could go running by herself. And you pushed through, man. You pushed through. You I, I commend you because that's that's a fast marathon. That is a fast marathon considering the fact that a lot of times your training didn't go as planned. Even though Matt Thal was able to produce a kick-ass plan, you know, life comes in the way and we, you know, you know it and you know, everybody knows that I know it. Uh, awesome. Kudos, kudos, kudos. You're an inspiration. Oh. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, okay. So you said you were going to run a 10K. What's up? Did you doing it? You, did you do it? Uh, 10K. I have something better for you. What? Well, since you ran this marathon, I've been inspired to run a marathon and finish my training. So because I don't want to finish my train because there's no real training. It's been a couple of months since I've done a long run. Uh, I'm basically reverting back to the first few weeks of the plan. The first two months, actually, of the plan that uh, Matt had produced for me. I'm going to use that as a basis. And I already started. I did my first run this week, a four-miler. And I'm ready for tomorrow is supposed to be a track workout type uh so can't wait i'm gonna make this a priority forget it life is too short thank you so i can't yeah that's it running a marathon so you'll be getting some updates about that and matt thal's expertise is not gonna go to waste because it did feel a lot of guilt and if he's coming on the podcast next week i was thinking of uh calling in sick but now (laughs) Maybe what not. is your uh, when are you gonna run the marathon? Do you have like a date in mind? Uh, so hey Siri, when is sixteen weeks from now? It's Wednesday, October seventh, two thousand and twenty. Okay. Clearly, Siri, <laughs> you're you're a dumbass. Um so sixteen weeks from now. Hey Siri, when are sixteen weeks from now? It's January twenty seventh, two thousand twenty one at eight oh one PM. At 8.01 p.m. Well, I will not be running at 8.01 p.m., but I'll be running 
on January, yeah, just about uh, January 23rd, probably, or 22nd, or whatever, whatever that Sunday is. Okay, I'll so, run with you, if unless you're in way better shape than me. So okay, so you'll spe- so you'll spectate. That's awesome, man. I appreciate your your support on the, on the <laughs> sidelines. Thank you so much. <laughs> as everybody knows, out. as everybody that knows, Alex and I out. have always been kind of competing with each other, and uh, it's awesome. I I love it, and it it inspires me. And I can't stand the fact that he completed this marathon, basically, and that's why I'm doing this. So thank you, Alex. There's nothing better than when someone's jealous of someone. They're like, oh, congrats, man. You did such a good job. You deserve that. And you're like, wow, I wish he went to finished. I wish he would have walked. <laughs> no, 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 no. Jokes aside, <laughs> truly, is this is. Yeah, that's cool. I, I appreciate that. All right. So enough of us. You know, let's get to my favorite part. How many times in an episode do I say, this is my favorite part of the podcast? Because like every part of it is my favorite part. But like, I like to just like put this a little bit higher because we get to bring in a friend. So Without further ado, let's get into our interview with Jeremy. And here we are into, yet again, another favorite interview of mine. This is going to be a good one. We have Jeremy Foyette, the co-founder and chief idea officer, which I like that title, of Milwaukee. Uh, We talk about Jeremy's uh, recent running goals, and he's actually got a cool challenge that's going on right now in October that we are going to get into. And also, Jeremy is a fellow podcaster of uh, Urban Spaceship, which is like a sweet title for a podcast. And once we talk a little bit more about what it is, it makes a lot more sense. So it's super cool. So Jeremy, welcome to the Cream City Pacers. Thanks for having me. This has been a lifelong dream. I never in my whole wildest dreams thought I'd be on a running podcast because I never ran until this year. And look at, and here you are. I don't even yep. know, how did we find you, uh, Apostoli? Did you point this out? Someone pointed this out. They're like, hey, did you see this on Twitter? And it was you like talking about your challenge. And we're like, whoa, this is super cool. We got to get in on this. So this is why, that's how we found you. Thank goodness well, for the internet. Thank goodness for the internet. I think it was Twitter probably because I've been talking a lot of trash oh. about how I was going to like take people out in my 100K, 100K month. <laughs> so That's awesome. So for listeners who don't know who you are, give us a little quick introduction. Well, um, so most notably, I started Milwaukee with um, my business partner, Angela, almost coming on 12 years, it's been 11 and some change years ago as it started what it started as was you know this community organization what it's turned into is a lot bigger than that and kind of a full-fledged agency now uh but we do we used to do everything i'd say now with milwaukee is like post-covid or (laughs) pre-covid you know hundreds of programs a a year for people to connect find their belonging find connection uh make the city better but also you know help, help attract people here and keep people engaged um, the new Milwaukee was around new ideas, new people, new connections, um, and a new Milwaukee. And, and so we do get involved in a lot of civic ideation and a lot of, you know, um, how do we build a better city type of things. Um, I own another company called Nuance, which is, uh, strictly, uh, works in talent retention and attraction. So it helps mostly people in tech or mostly high growth tech companies find, tech people um, from across the country to a lot of growing companies. 
and then a, a part owner in the Rev Collective, which is a membership group, um, accountability group. And I'm working on another startup right now. And then I tried to do real estate, but failed at that uh, pretty quickly. Uh, the COVID killed my real estate project. I was trying to purchase the old Milwaukee Ballet building, um, kind of for an epicenter of like innovation hub. Um, and that kind of went south. But so just an entrepreneur, but that's a little bit of background of what I'm working on. That is a lot. You are a busy, busy man, always starting a new project. I know, uh, you know, when I talk to people about Newwalkie, it's you, you explained it really well, but you guys do so much and you touch so much of our city and, you know, different groups and different people. And I, I, th- I think it's really cool what you guys have done, especially, I mean, it's like you said, it's been 11 years, so yeah. it's evolved a lot. And, um, I know a lot of the fun stuff too. Like I think a lot of people listening, like the Newwalkie night market is, you know, that's one of the big things you guys do every year and that's not here this year. So you guys have like really had to pivot. So how how was that? Like, I mean, you guys were like all event based, a lot of that stuff and it's gone. Like, well, you know, the first lock, you know, when that all happened, I was like, well, that's the end of Newwalkie. It's been nice. (laughs) It's been a great 11 years. Um, Now what? And really what we had been working on for 11 years basically was you couldn't teach in any type of curriculum was engagement. We engaged people, uh, whether they were like looking for a career or looking, they were inside a company or looking to connect to the community or look, companies looking to connect to customers. We had mastered the way to engage people um, and build movements, you know, and not just moments for people, but movements. And that what we learned we could apply to being consultative for companies and for cities and for other organizations. So we like on March, we were, I was pretty much ready to give up Milwaukee and move on. We were like kind of talking about that and I'm like, well, well maybe there's something here. You know, we, we've had a, we have a bunch of clients that we were, had already been working with, um, that, you know, weren't, you couldn't really tell, you know, people mostly saw the events, right? That Mm -hmm. was some of the output that clients wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we're like, well, we could become an agency. And wow, it just flipped and turned on. And it's like going 100%. Like this could be our biggest year ever um, for just revenue wise or profitability wise, or not revenue, but profitability. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we also, when you have events and you do 100 events a year, you don't, you know, the infrastructure to pay for that stuff is absurd, right? Yeah. People might not know this, but it costs hard costs around twenty thousand dollars a night to do a night market. Um, that's not even people's time because we don't. We're not. We're not. We're a, we're a for profit, so we don't have volunteers. Um, and we pay everybody that's out there. So there's a lot of things that you know that we don't have to do, and we're doing. You know, now we're doing all this consultative stuff, and it's been really interesting to see where it goes from here, and pretty exciting. That's so crazy. I was actually thinking about that the other night. Uh, the, the the night market and what what goes into that because you're closing down wisconsin ave you're bringing in all these vendors i mean it's it's a big ordeal and you put the you put a number on it so yeah it makes sense that's crazy yeah it's it's nuts to shut down the busiest corridor in the street um (laughs) yeah everybody likes it like that way like initially but then you know once it starts and it's eight o'clock at, or you, you know, you go on and people start coming and it's eight o'clock at night and everybody's dancing together, no matter your race, your socioeconomic background, your age, 
you know, everybody coming together. It's just kind of a magical moment uh, on Wisconsin Avenue. Yeah, it really is. And everyone probably has like what their favorite part of that is. Like whether like the dancing is always a big thing. I always yeah. thought it was cool, like roasting marshmallows. Like, yeah. like yeah. where else in the city can you just like pull up in the middle of the street and do that? So super cool. But so at the same time COVID hit that you thought you might need to pivot Milwaukee or it's the end of it, you get into running. You are new to running, which mm-hmm. is pretty crazy. So congratulations. Welcome to the club. We were all there at one point. But what kind of made you get into running here and why was it this year and why was it kind of at the start of COVID and kind of take us through that? Well, you know, oddly enough, with COVID, you had, you know, I started working out at home like everybody else and realized I was never going to be that consistent per. I just started doing like reflection. Okay, I have this opportunity here where I don't have to be in an office nine to five. Or, you know, even though I wasn't always in the nine to five, but I was like, mm-hmm. I can reconstruct my life around when I want to do the things that are important to me, but also get the work done. Mm-hmm. So I don't, have to, you know, the, when you structure your life nine to five in the office setting, everything fits into a compartment, right? And I was like, I want to deconstruct that and then reconstruct some the things I want to do during the day when I know I'll do them consistently. I knew I wasn't going to wake up at 5 a.m. and go running every morning. I would just never do it. I mean, I would do it maybe on the Monday because I would be like, yeah, okay, Monday, I'm going to do it. You know how we always like start new on Monday? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's the magical day <laughs> or something. And so I was like, okay, I'm not going to get up at 5. Um, and I also am not going to run consistently at night because stuff comes up, things mm-hmm. happen. At this time, I was thinking there would be events again soon. So I was like, when am I – the optimal time for me to do something. It was, it was in that like nine to 12 or in that two to five. And I was like, okay, I'm going to keep an hour open each day to run. Um, and it, it, you know, I started doing it, started running. Um, and then I started listening to meditation from headspace during the runs instead of music. And then I, uh, now I start, now I just listen to music mm-hmm. and, um, but it just got me consistent. And because of that, I you know built that into my structure. I just consistently did it. And it took me about 45 days to where it was like, wow, I love this. And then I started doing like reflection runs where every mile I prompt myself with another, with a question about what I want to build in my life. Like what, am, what in my life is in growth mode and what's in, what in my life is in maintaining mode. And the growth mode is where, I, or anything that was in maintaining mode, I would put a question to myself and, and ponder that question that first, that whole mile, and then like kind of catch myself up and, you know, stop at the end and go, okay, next question. And kind of go, I was calling them reflection runs. Uh-huh. <laughs> so every mile doing that and kind of meditating and, you know, I started to get a couple people to do them with me. And you know, we, after each mile, we would just kind of talk about what you know, the questions were like, well, what in, in your, in your life is in growth mode right now? What is in maintaining mode? Where can you, you know, where can you, what are your goals from the end of the year? That kind of stuff. Or, you know, how can I solve a problem? So that was a uh, really, that was really got me into it was like the way I could focus and come up with new ideas and new concepts. It was unmatched to anything else I could do. Like I could not, I could sit in a room and not come up with the same ideas, but every time I came up, went, went for a run, I would come up with something new. So it was like this one part I was getting healthy physically, but more importantly, mentally, I was like getting really focused and like, wow, this is awesome. You know, I quit drinking too during that time. The running helped me do that. Um, so I haven't drank in, you know, some hundred, couple hundred days. So it was really a, like a whole turnaround, right? 
And then uh, I lost 40 pounds during that time. So from March to now, I've lost like, it's like 43 pounds, which is kind of crazy. That's awesome. Well, congrats on, I mean, most people kind of like check off one of those things when it comes to (laughs) running, but I find that really interesting um, how you've used running so quickly to be a tool for you and not only to become healthier and right, get all these benefits of it, but understanding like, okay, I'm going to use this next mile or these miles or this run to kind of solve this question or figure this situation out. And that's, uh, that's really cool. Cause that seems, you, we have a lot of running friends, right? Apostolia. And it's like, that's like a pretty advanced thing I feel. So that's like, that's really cool that you pick that up so quick and have done yeah. that. So what, what have your runs look like? Are they all like three miles? Have you been kind of building up some distance? Like what's, what's been going on with that? Um, so I do each week, I do anywhere from like two to three speed type runs. Okay. So around 30 to 45 minutes interval running. So, Mm -hmm. you know, mile pace, 5k pace, 10k pace, that kind of thing. Um, and then I'll do two days of like distance. So 10k, you know, eight to 10k and then anywhere in between whether there's a rest day or, you know, you know that that lazy day that <laughs> i'll do that three or three or five k that kind of where you're like i just don't i can't do it i don't have the motivation today but i want to fit something in so that's i was all over the board um i have massive my personality type is all over the board too so if i just tried to do the same thing every day that's where i wouldn't i'd probably stop running but if i can mix it up i have literally uh 15 different routes from my house that I could run because if I run the same thing way every time I know I will lose interest. <laughs> so I'm always trying to map out different runs. I've been driving to run and I mean, I, maybe that's something people do. I don't know, but I've, I've tried to run through every park in the city of Milwaukee or the Milwaukee County region. So I've ran through like 40 of them. Oh, <laughs> so cool. I think there's 50 this, this year. And I'll just like get up park, run through it, kind of run around it. If it's, you know, some are smaller than others. Right. But just trying to like mix it up so that nothing becomes stale and stagnant. That is incredible. I know we, Apostoli and I met through the Milwaukee running group, which meets at like Lake Park Bistro or at Collectivo on the lake. And you always have to drive for that. So it's kind of funny. Like I initially started running by like driving to a group and doing it. And now um, with COVID, you, we run from our house a lot, but it's funny to people when you're like, wait, you drive somewhere then to, run just to get back in your car and drive home it's like you runners are crazy but hey it is what it is especially i mean you know our city's awesome and you can see a lot on foot especially if you kind of just get up and drive a little bit and go somewhere else so that's yeah it's cool. amazing how much more you see too what like uh, i've been focused some of the runs i've been doing are like main streets like how do i run down a commercial corridor that i don't never really don't normally visit because it's not in my bubble of a neighborhood mm-hmm um, and that's just interesting. You see, like, you know, I just, I just ran down Lincoln the other day from Kosciuszko Park and I ran from like where, where Lincoln hits Bayview all the way up to like 35th. And I was like, wow, there are like 60 businesses on here. And I, you know, you see them when you drive through them, but when you run through them, you can just, you just kind of see the texture of every building and people like inside. It's just a pretty, it's just amazing how much more connected to the place you get than when you drive in a car. 
Yeah, especially when you're running and you can you come up on a main street from the side streets because you're like almost bringing the neighborhood with you to that main street and like you can feel like okay like this is what it feels like living here. You can feel the energy of you know in the summer everyone's out and it, it, that's super cool. And have you ever heard of um, City Strides or City Streets? Abasoli, what's that app called? City Streets. Oof. We were gonna try it. We out. We were gonna I, try it I, out. I can look it up. Okay, I can look it up, but you can't. Yeah, so I've, there, never, I've never tried it. No. There's this app, it's called like, obviously is going to find it, but you, you, I, I think you use it. So like, do you use a running app like Strava or anything? I use uh, Nike run or sometimes I use the Peloton. So I think these connect to it, um, or it might be its own app, but it, the goal is, is you run every time you run the streets of Milwaukee, let's say it like fills it in with a color. And then your goal is, is to like run the entire city. Oh, so man, that's, that's something I could totally that <laughs> that's something I wish I mean, had that this, now I'm like way behind though. Uh, that's but. okay. Now, you know, it's here, but yeah. I know, uh, quite a few people who use it. Someone actually recommended it to us. So I haven't tried it yet, but that sounds like something that would be right up your alley. All right. What is it? Yeah, you were correct. It was city city strides, strides. City strides one word. Yep. Yeah. You'll have to check, I'll it check out. that out. So what's been your favorite park to run through this summer? Well, I mean, the, the best run really is if you're on if you Oklahoma Avenue, the start where like Bayview Park is, you're in Bayview and you run the lakefront all the way to Grant Park or you know through Sheridan Park, and it's that lakefront trail. I'm, I don't know if you guys have run that. That's mm-hmm. that's the best run in the city. It's like kind of cliffy, yeah, you know, or cliffy. That's not a word, but it's got, it's got cliffs. <laughs> and uh, you're running, you know, through the parks. There is some development in the St. Francis area, but then you, then you can actually hit into Sheridan Park. And then after Sheridan Park, there's some. If you really want to, you can dip off into some trail running, which is really cool. And you can run like right up to the the bluff, which is, you know, these are you're talking about 50 foot bluffs or 40, 50 foot bluffs there. And then you end up in like Grant Park if you if you're going long distance. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that that's my favorite. Otherwise, you know, one of my cool parks is like Kosciuszko Park off of Lincoln Avenue is really neat. Uh, Whitnell is really nice to run through, but uh, just that lakefront run, like the sun's coming up, the water, you, you feel like, you don't know, you're in this different world sometimes. Yeah, it's that is a beautiful route, especially um, when you're coming south and you're kind of, you can see the skyline and it's yeah, so city, far yeah. away. And especially if it's like a little foggy or the sun's coming up, it just kind of like, it just crazy because it doesn't really look like milwaukee but that's our city right there so that's pretty cool all right so let's talk in august you were going for a goal to run 100k and you had some competition in here so let's talk a little bit where did this get started and who is your competition i'll let you call them out um yeah so um man mandela barn lieutenant governor barnes is was on the Milwaukee advisory board for a while before he was now he's famous um <laughs> maybe I respect that, but um he he's a runner right like he is mm-hmm. a, i am just to admit i am not fast and i don't even care that i'm not fast it's like it's about the euphoria of the run to me not the speed mm-hmm. and he's like and i when he was at the night mark i was like you know i gotta, I gotta get into running i gotta get into running we always talk about it and then finally i was like well now that I'm doing it, now that I'm actually committed to it, let's let's do a 100K challenge. Well, he does 100 miles a month, so <laughs> so he I, I, blew me away. But my I had never run a 100K. You know, obviously what we said before, I was new to this, and I didn't even know if I could do it. I think I did it by like 1K. <laughs> like I think I ran like 101K. 
the month of August. So, um, yeah, but so then we uh, challenged each other. There was a couple other people involved. Uh, one of the one of the guys hurt themselves, so we pushed it to October to run actually a hundred miles, not a hundred uh, k. So this month in October is a hundred k challenge, and I haven't looked at it, but because um, I'm trying not to see how far ahead Mandela is <laughs> on me, because it's just a little more intimidating there. Like it's it's like oh, well, then I won't, you know. So I'm, I'm just gonna gotta look at it for a while. But I've been looking at. Um, Looking at mine, I think yeah, you know, I'm really ahead of schedule. I think I'm almost at 20 miles this week. Nice. So um, when yeah. when do, when does your week start for this? Monday oh, it starts Octo- October 1st. So October 1st to oh for this. 30th. Week. Yeah, got it, got it. You said for this week. Okay, yeah, so yeah. yeah, you're you're on pace. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I really blew it out of the water this week. So we're really proud of you. So that's yeah, well, thank you. Got to now you got to keep it up though. As yeah, when, I know, but there's, there's a whole you know, 90 more miles or would, 80 mile, whatever it is. Would a hundred miles be the most you've ever run in a month? Oh, by far. Like it, right. it's, you know, I, like I said, I'm not, not a good runner at all, but it is, it, it's, that would be a lot. And I'm sure my heels would be burning by the middle of it. So, so you need to, uh, it sounds like you have the Peloton app cause you mentioned the Peloton app. Yeah. You need to get some, some stretching in some post and pre-run stretches. Yeah, I don't do that. So I know it's tough. Uh, is a, I don't. A, yeah, I don't do that either. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think any runner does. But it's the one thing we all recommend to each other: stretching and strength training. And then no one does it, and everyone's yeah, still fine. I know. It's just like I just can't mentally do it. I haven't. I haven't conquered that that next step yet. Well, that's like next level because not only do you have to run, but then you have to set a, set time aside to do that. And it's like, well, I just ran. Like I just was out for an hour. I don't, I'm fine. Yeah, I, didn't I, the, wasn't I stretching while I was running? Yeah. Wasn't that the whole point of it? <laughs> okay. So I saw uh, one of your tweets. Uh, this is what you said. You said, showed up for my first uh, run meetup group. No one was there. Yeah. Not even the three organizers. Is this platform dead? So we need to know which group that was. Uh, that was the Bayview Humble Park running thing. That's happened twice now. Is that our boy? Who who's in charge? Uh, Is that Greg? Three. There's on the meetup every week. There's three females. I don't know who it is. Or no, two females, one guy. I just don't like. I did. I didn't understand. You know, meetup is a, is a weird app, right? There, like you. There's good. There's bad. There's everything in between, and like it's inconsistent. And I think. It was like, what I think happens is people say they're going to be there, and if no one says yes, then mm-hmm. they just don't show up. Yeah. Um, which you know, if you're like joining up last minute, then you don't see it, and that could happen. So I think that's what happened. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to do this tomorrow morning because, like I said before, I don't like to run really early in the morning. And then I did it like late at night, and I don't think they saw it, and I think that's why it, what happened. So there was like a mix up in that. That's tough. Yeah, that happens. So you, we are big fans of the Milwaukee Running Group, OMG, yeah. original. Mm-hmm. You should check them out on Meetup, and uh, they actually just reactivated a lot of their runs. Was, now. I think that I think that was what it was on, wasn't it? Um, I don't think they have a Bayview run right now, so that's why yeah, I, hmm. I, I don't know. I know that Patrick, the leader of it, is re. Um, is actually it might be they do. Uh, who does those runs in the morning? I'm blanking on the name. Um, uh, Olivia, Olivia's. Yeah, Olivia but she's, was making she's it, gone but she's now. gone. Maybe somebody mm. took over. Yeah. 
well, well we can we, we can blame COVID too. It's, it's a weird time, you know. <laughs> yeah, but what I'm, I'm, I, I, I just I no, wasn't trying to call general. anyone. I'm no, just no, saying no. meet up in, yeah, in general. OMG, OMG running group. Whoa, we got to get Patrick, who Uh-oh. runs OMG, listens to this every week. He was actually he on was our hit. show last week. He's not yeah. going to be happy about this. He, his group, it's Patrick. It's Bayview Daybreak Run. But, I, you know, mm. I, like, I don't want to throw people under their bus, but. We it, will it, do it, it for was you, like, Patrick. I'm sure it happens. It's hap- I've done it before. We've all, like. All right, all right. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get out of this one. But, yeah. okay, yeah, anyways, when they, when they have one, you should go. It's a good group. A um, lot of fun. Good They're time. just restarting right now. The, the so there used to be the the main runs right downtown the east side. It was always an east side uh, thing, and then some people wanted to make some other groups in Bayview and uh, Tosa. I think at some point there was a Brookfield one uh, running in Trails, mm-hmm. still is. So, uh, but the main the main ones are where Patrick is, and we we do recommend that people join those. Those yeah. are those are great. Yeah, I was thinking about actually just starting to host my own reflection runs and and just I like would, let let people do try these out prompt these questions because i do a, a networking event online where it's it's facilitated high speed like fast paced networking and it, but it's around a theme and it's questions and you go into breakout rooms for like four or five minutes and you ping pong around and meet new people mm-hmm. um in this time it's been really helpful for people to connect and so like that and i was thinking about how do i apply that same knowledge of people love the questions they love interacting they love reflecting on what they want to do could I turn that into a run? And that's what I've been thinking about doing, just doing it with through Milwaukee, but I'm open to anything. Hey, We'd that be down. Sounds... I'd, be, I'd be down for that. I don't know if CCP could be down with that. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? We could collaborate. I'm down. Oh, yeah. It'd be a nice awesome. track work. That'd be a good track workout. You could like go do a couple of rounds with somebody and then do some yeah, plans yeah. with somebody. I don't know what... What you what you got in mind, but yeah, I was gonna write so. something up and like write it out and just maybe I'll send it over to you guys then and just yeah, say here here's what it looks here's what it would look like, but it might be interesting. I, I think that'd be super fun. Did you guys? This is like a couple of years ago when the mayor was doing like his walk a hundred miles in a hundred days. Uh, did you guys do something down? I can't think of the park. Uh, Jackson Park. Jackson Park, where we walked and then you rotate and yeah, talk. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so like that. I think was there. Like, I did that. So that that, that okay, same yeah. concept, but running would be super fire. Yeah, That'd running, be cool. but not as many questions like you only ask one question in a mile or something like that yeah and, and then you i then mean you run and you think about it you don't have to talk to somebody right you talk at the end or something you know yeah. so there'd be breaks yeah. in the run it wouldn't be this like consistent run there'd be this break point so my thought was like what would get a beginner into running it's really hard you know the, the groups are intimidating if you're mm-hmm. if you're if you're a new runner it's hard to mm-hmm. like will i be able to run that am i fast enough all that kind of stuff and that's what i was going through too so i think my the group I'd want to do would be focused on like how do I engage that person that is like trying to get off the couch and how do I make it as comfortable and as as warm and as inviting as possible for them to get into running and that's yeah. kind of how we think about it no and that and that makes sense because we were all new runners and when you show up to a group like people usually know each other and know what pace they want and just kind of take off and if you don't know what's going on you're you're left in the dust i know that's one thing we try to solve at the running group but i think this is a, a good idea i like this so let's let's take this and let's roll with it i'll, I'll write something up um like in the next two days and, then nice. I'll send it over to you. and then we'll come down and we'll try it out and then we can go from there and i won't be there <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I, I just won't show up. <laughs> yeah, you're just you just want to get back at the meetup. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kidding. I, I can't. Mama. I can't. Cool. So, um, let's before we wrap up, let's talk because you also are a podcast host. 
So you launched your podcast this year, uh, relative, uh, relatively recently, relatively recently. I don't know if that's a phrase, but uh, give us the scoop on that. Yeah. Well, two things I launched since the, well, besides my personal like running life is one is urban spaceship and I'm just love urban space and infrastructure, which is is like a nerdy thing. And I'm also a sci-fi nerd. So I was like, well, urban space, urban spaceship. Can I, can I combine these two words and have some wordplay for a podcast and talk about urbanism and interview really interesting people doing innovative work from across the world. And, uh, you know, not really Milwaukee focused as much, but just can, can, would it be a cool podcast? And it got a couple hundred listeners every time we do it. Uh, it, it's actually growing, but not in the Milwaukee market as much because the people that are on seem to promote it mm-hmm. and then they're promoting through their networks and then it's growing. So, and then we decided to launch a, a conference out of it. So we're doing the urban spaceship conference in November. I but saw that. That's yeah, super. So, so that came from the podcast, huh? Yeah. We were cool. like, well, then, you know, there's so many stories to tell. How could you ever, let's do a conference around this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we're doing an online conference. So the podcast host with Montavious Jones and Mike, Michael Bradley, Montavious is a, de- a real estate developer and city lover. And Montavious is actually an accountant. I mean, uh, Michael's actually an accountant, but he's a <laughs> demographer, like oh. a, an amateur demographer. So he gets really deep in all the data and pulls numbers. Like we were going through the census for a while. It was like, this is so nerdy, but so fun to like find up all this, this data. And he just like will pull out stories. So you got like Montavious, the storyteller. You got, um, you have Michael, who is really a data junkie. And I try to pull together with the guests and it's, it's pretty, it's been a lot of fun. That's super cool. Do you guys, uh, release like a certain time or anything? How yeah. Do- whenever we kind of do it, I was like, I want to be committed to doing it. Like, <laughs> I've got so much crap going on. So I'm like, oh, we're going to do every two ish to four ish weeks, but nice. we've been doing it probably every two to three. And you know, I, the, well, the last thing I'll say is we, um, you know, I start, I've been working on a tech startup during this time too. So I was like, if I do this, get, start working on this and do this urban spaceship and I commit to every week, I know I won't do it. Um, so the tech startup is around um, personality match. Like it, we're calling it intelligent match. Okay. So for eleven some years, we've been I've been working with membership groups and people, and and one of the things that we've been coming across, and a lot of the data shows, is people are more lonely than ever. Right? They're isolated. Their depression comes from that. Um, there's a lot a lot of health uh, outcomes that are not good when you start to have run down that path of social isolation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm working on a piece of software that would be matching um, people based on certain life changes. So when you go through a life stage, like let's say you're going to college or you're moving to a new city or you're um, going to assisted living home or you're buying a new house or you're all these different big life stages where you're, or you have kids is where, where it changes. Those are the moments um, where you can become isolated. So we're building this software based on the intent of the match, personality type, uh, identity, life stage, life experience, and future aspirations um, to come up. So if you would fill out this assessment, basically, if let's say you're going into an assisted living facility, you'd fill out this assessment and it would match you with everybody in the assisted living facility to know that's a good fit for you to join that assisted living facility. 
The same thing for like college dorms. You know, you don't want to have end up with a roommate that you totally conflict. It doesn't work out, and you just spent fifty thousand dollars at this university to have a terrible year, right? Mm-hmm. Or like even doctor patient matching, um, or new to a city and you work in a new career, like a company, and you want to get integrated in the in the company, or even membership groups. So we think intelligent matching is the future of people that want to connect but don't know really how maybe they're introvert as well and they you know you go to an event you know running like the running is different because you're kind of like it's more of a smaller niche group Mm -hmm. but if you go to like a social program or you you meet maybe if you're a membership you meet a couple people here but you you maybe not compatible and you don't have that connection Mm -hmm. we're trying to it's it's called like-minded how do you connect people like-minded together um so we're in the idea phase we have the software working right now and we're trying to we'll be um, going to market uh by and hopefully in the beginning of next year whoa yeah so that's that's what that's what i've been working on since march 1st <laughs> on, on side of all this other stuff <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy out of everything you're doing and like creating on top of covid that you're like dedicating your time to run and have that a part of your life and that's that's super cool, and I and I love that. So we're excited to see your journey continue through running, and uh, wherever it takes you next, whether that's longer distances, races, keeping the same. I don't know. We'll find out. That's up to yeah, you. It'll be great. I you know, I hopefully I can beat Mandela this month. Um, it it would be a hundred. It'd be the longest I've ever run. So you can wish me luck, but I'll probably be on this. I'll probably be second place. Well, as long as you get a hundred, though, that's all we're yeah, here that, for. Yeah, that's really like, the goal, right? You got to get yeah. the hundred, and then we'll uh, you can you can sign up for our training program, and we'll get you on the Beat Mandela train, and then we'll, uh, <laughs> awesome. we'll Thanks, schedule guys. a race, and we'll get them. So, okay, before we let you go, we do our Cream City Pacers rapid fire questions. So okay. these are pretty fun. Uh, what is your? You kind of said this, so you can say the same answer. But what is your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? Um, I'll I'll pick a, a different route then. Um, but besides running the lakefront, um, I love just trail running. So the uh, anywhere I can get off into the woods is actually really cool. And, um, you know, down by the river, by the Milwaukee River has been great. Or even the KK River has a new trail. But, you know, I guess I'd have to just – maybe I do have to go back. Running the lakefront's the best. Like seeing water is awesome. Seeing water. Yeah. Yeah. The Milwaukee River Trail, though – uh, it's something if you, you would never know it unless you were a hiking, walking, or a runner, you really would really never know it existed. And it, it's super cool. It's a 10, it's a 10 mile loop basically around from Stubbies up to Hampton. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's great. Back there. It's super cool. Okay. If you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Oh man. One person to run with me. Um, geez, that's a tough, I mean, I don't even, I, like I don't look at people as like, well, I want to like really meet this person that much. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, but I guess you know I'll just go with Paul McCartney, <laughs> nice. like a Beatles fan. Yeah, I'm be cool. still a huge Beatles fan, so I just love the the funny thing is I'd bring him here and I'd want to just talk about John Lennon. So it'd be like a really, really, you probably wouldn't want to run the whole, the whole 5k with me. You like get him out where he, he's like stuck and doesn't know where to go. And then you just start talking to him about that. And he has no choice, <laughs> like, but well, just. So, did, did Len and you really like each other at the end? Like how bad was it? <laughs> just asking the hard hitting yeah. questions, questions. Okay. What is, um, have you run a race before? Uh, um, I've run like, here's a funny one. Uh, 
in uh, some of my family lives up in Manaqua, and uh, they have every year the rump roast run. Um, <laughs> it's called Beefarama, and they parade like roasts of beef down the street, and they, they dress them up in costumes. It's, I mean, the no city has like 2,000 people, and like 30,000 people show up to this thing. It's crazy. And uh, I do the rump roast run every year. Okay. And the winner so then, of that would win a, win a rump roast. I've absolutely never won it. Uh, that is epic. I might need to get up there for that. <laughs> you got to It's really crazy. cool. Like the whole, the whole town shuts down and it, like it influx of all these tourists come in. Wow. That's bizarre. Okay. So what is your favorite pre-race pump-up song or what's your favorite pre-run pump-up song? Pre-run pump-up song. Right? I, everything right changes. Um, yeah. Everything changes. But I, what I found really consistently is if you know the band Interpol, if you don't, mm-hmm. um, turn on the Bright Lights album Ooh, from like 2005. Wow. I've just been nonstop listening to it. And that and Wolf Parade, um, those two, the Wolf Parade, one of their first albums, like Mother Queen Mary or something like that. Those two albums I've been nonstop listening to for the last month. So okay. I would say it, those two are the albums. What right about now specific songs? It, if you had to choose uh, one, one song? song from uh, the... PDA from Interpol. I love that. That's probably one of my favorite answers. I don't remember that. I love song. that album. Is it easy? It's got know. a really like, doo, 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 like really good like pump you up beat starts. I, I mean, it, it's an acquired sound. You know, you have like the guy's voice, which is it's different and the style's different. But and then the last one, since you are a new runner, this is going to be great. What's one piece of advice you want to give to new runners? Well, let's see. Something that probably everybody says is like, don't care about your speed. Um, yeah, we've heard that one already. So you yeah, give yeah. A different Let's answer. Think, like, find different, find different paths right away. Like, it always runs somewhere different, so it actually, the environment changes, and um, it it takes you out of like being complacent. Because I think you know, if you like, I, for a while I was running Humble Park, and it's a beautiful park. But how many times do I have to run by the damn pond and go, okay, there's the <laughs> pond again. Oh, I got to avoid these geese. You know, like so. But running through your neighborhood too, and if you had like like I said, I think I had like around fifteen routes, you get to see the the, the neighborhood and all the all the houses. So my advice right off the bat is do that, and then the second piece of that, like which I said earlier, is construct your day around the run, not vice versa. Like so, not even your work. Like try to put it first if you can, um, and and not not have it be where. Like, I got to do it because the only time I can ever do this is at 5 in the morning. Try to figure out a different time of the day that would work for you if you're not going to always – if you're if like, don't lie to yourself. You're not going to wake up at 5 if you can't wake up at 5. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that's one thing if you kind of say, well, I'll do my run later. I got to, like, work first or do this. Then it, it never happens. And that is – uh, that is the worst because then you start skipping days and then you don't meet out your 100 mile goal. Then Mandela Barnes really crushes you and then you're just a sad that guy's a great sad. runner, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to give him credit, but he is a great runner. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's a great runner and we need to get him on the podcast soon. How about so, this? Actually, shout tell, out to tell, Mandela. tell Mandela that if he wins against you, he gets to be on the pod. He oh, gets oh, to be on the podcast. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Right, that's, I'll set that up. I'll tweet okay. at him. Actually, when you guys when you guys launch this, I'll tweet at him. I don't know how long yeah. it takes to launch it, but uh, I'll, we're I'll launching on Friday. Be launched Friday. Yes, and the and and okay. I have a follow up question because we we share a lot in common, uh, mentality yeah. wise, from both all three of us. Uh, and there's a saying that says that. Not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers. And I see a bunch of books behind you. So I, I, 
could you choose three books to recommend? Because there's a lot of people on this that are listening to this podcast that are always looking to improve, whether it's on a personal basis or um, from a business entrepreneurial side. Wow. Um, the This is going to be a little – it's not a radical book. The person who wrote it, people don't agree with his politics, which you know I really don't. But it's one of my favorite books I've ever read in my life. I've read it three times, and I don't read – book i'm like a weird reader i i go to the table of contents find the chapters that are interesting and then i'll read those first and i in, in different orders because i know i won't write read the whole book uh, but it's called zero to one notes on startups and how to build the future <laughs> and it's by peter thiel uh who's you know one of the major inv- paypal guy major investor in facebook that guy but it's just a real deep dive into what's like it's just it's just a crazy his theories are crazy, and not, not crazy in a bad way, but like, wow, like real. Now, politically, I don't see eye to eye with him, but it's it's really interesting book. Um, you know, two other books. Let's see, what am I reading up right now? Um, these are, you know, Happy City is what I'm what one of the books I've been diving into. Um, but that I, don't know, I haven't really found like a connection to that book. Um, you know, personality hacker is what I've been reading about because of the startup I just talked about was a lot mm-hmm. of people's minds and psychology. But I think there's no better book than the reading how people's personality traits actually are part of their identity and how you can uh, build relationships from that and, and find duality relationships and like socionics and things like that. Um, that if you're recommending and you really want to be a well-rounded person, personality hacker and you know, like play bigger. I just read that that was okay, but it's really to create a new verticals and new, like you really, one of, one of the interesting things in there is like you, competition doesn't really solve a lot of problems. It's people that innovate and create whole different vertical sectors that didn't exist before, which create new and idea like competition just creates a diff, hundred different cereal brands, mm-hmm. right? Like it doesn't, that doesn't really matter if there's a hundred of them or 10 of them. Um, it's not really creating new, like a new city. So those are the those are like there's a bunch of different books, but yeah, it's, I'm all over the board right now. Sorry. I appreciate cool. it. And speaking of your of your because you brought up your startup again, which is called Like Minded. Is that the name of that? Yeah, Like Minded. Be? Beautiful. Yep. Um, we were two episodes ago. We were talking with Alex about we watched the social dilemma. Everybody's talking about <laughs> it right now on yeah. Netflix, and uh, you know, obviously, everybody's longing for connection right now especially in these times where we have to be distant from each other for many reasons um so we wish you best of luck because that's gonna we hope you're gonna beat this big system out there that is causing us to be connected in a way that we don't really want to be connected but we're getting addicted to so if you can bring us together with this brand that's new idea the, that's the hope, right yeah so that's the hope is how do you well think about this you guys and think about this from facebook and and all these different 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 like pro like Twitter and, and LinkedIn. The the um the the biggest well how, how should I say well, you know, that's a whole nother episode actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, that'd like be like another thirty minute conversation if I got into that. But the, they're what what they're doing and, and, and not connect I mean we're we're low, basically Facebook is like this. Here, I'll just give this as the close out thing. You live in a neighborhood, you have a hundred different people that live around you and you know none of them. That's never, that didn't used to happen. You had identity, you had community, you had people built around you 
that were there there in your in your neighborhood, right? Well, we've changed that, right? Our neighborhood is online, but now we have thousands of people around us that we don't really know either. You know, the matches on on Facebook and LinkedIn and, and even Tinder to this that that hasn't evolved. If you you know, none of that stuff has evolved. It's just pushing people towards you that might not be. Not, not that everybody has to be the same, and that's not what like, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to put people together that have interests and personality traits that would match, but we're, we're trying to get people in person, not online. And we were social people, and we're taking – digital isn't working. No one's found this. Maybe there is a solution that hasn't been found yet, but it's not working. So my goal is to take, take digital and put it back into person again and make sure you know everybody in your neighborhood again. And not that you have to know your neighbors, but mm-hmm. Facebook has, you know, some people have a thousand, two thousand friends. I bet you they, that that's probably the loneliest person out there. I, uh, uh, they, it, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Sick brag. So, but, yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah. That, there's no bragging yeah. about that. It's, it's so empty. My, yeah. my fiance makes fun of me all the time. She's like, yeah, you have, yeah. I have 300 friends and I know every one of them intimately. So, it's like, who's, who's bragging? Yeah. Who's I mean, bragging you know, on? I have a bunch of LinkedIn. My LinkedIn connections are crazy. Do I know any of those people? Probably not. I mean, it, it's a different platform. It is what it serves a purpose for mm-hmm. your professional career, I guess. But, you know, I'm different. I work in the field. You know, I'm tri- connected to a lot of people. But, yeah, it's I, I could see where I could see the problem. And that's why we're doing this company, too. Yeah, that is that is super cool, and especially with that <clears throat> movie coming out and everyone talking about it, it's it's very 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 timely, especially you know on a, a social level between everyone. So we're excited for that. Best of luck. Um, where can people follow you or learn about Newaki or any of your other stuff you're doing? Um, I'm, I'm on Twitter, Jeremy L F O J U T Foyet. Um, LinkedIn at Jeremy Foyet. Um, Newaki's Newaki.com or Newaki on Twitter, Newaki on any. I think ever, any channel, I think we're on all of Nuwaki and MySpace, whatever you want to find out there. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we're a friendster, um, all these old ones. But yeah, we're all over. But yeah, you can find, I'm on, I got off Facebook like four years ago or five years ago. I'm, and I'm not, I got off Instagram. Each, each, every two years, I've been trying to eliminate a social media platform for my life. So, um, probably Twitter's next, I'm guessing, but or LinkedIn. LinkedIn's getting really weird. So, LinkedIn is, LinkedIn's a different platform. Yeah, well, yeah. there you go. You only have LinkedIn and Twitter, it sounds like. Yeah, I went to find you on Instagram, and it was like your last I used to be on there, yeah. post was like 2014. I'm like, yep, that's he's long gone from this well, that, platform. That, yeah, I had a different account. I can't remember the password for that 2014 one, so it's just stuck in the ether now. <laughs> no, that's the worst, but yeah. cool. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much. It was a great conversation. We're excited to come do a mindfulness run with you soon. Um, if not, everyone, go follow Nuwaki and Jeremy and stay up to date with everything he's doing. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Wow. Thanks for bringing Jeremy on, Alex. What, a, what an inspiring guy and you know, what a truly Milwaukee personality. He seems to know everything that's going on in the city uh, from our conversation before the podcast, uh, leading up to this interview. He's he's like a he's like an unofficial mayor. Almost everybody <laughs> knows who he is. It, it's awesome and great to see he's doing great things and uh, great reminder to know that running has affected him this much. And what he said, what he said about prioritize your runs and put your work life around your runs instead of the other way around. I'm going to be using that because I've basically been doing the other thing, the other, the other way around. Uh, and that's why I failed to train for my marathon. So he's right, man. 
Prioritize yeah, your runs. That was a great interview. And Jeremy talks as though he's been running for a long time and he's a running guru. And he is like, this is what you should do on your runs. Prioritize your life. Think about these things. But like, dude, he's just like applying his entrepreneurial spirit to like running and like is making it that way. And that's super cool. And like you just said, I, I feel like I've, I took away things where it's like, yeah, I need to, I need to like, what have I been doing during the pandemic? I need to like change what I'm doing and I, I, I need to make running a priority though. Like it was because I was training for a marathon. It's like, it wasn't at the same time. So that was a great, Jeremy's a great guy. One thing it's funny is some of these interviews, when we get guests, we, we, you know, it, it's uh, it's like months in the making, you know, make the ask, figure out a date, date doesn't work, figure out a new date. Like Jeremy, it was literally like, hey dude, I see you're doing this on Twitter. You want to come on the podcast? And he's like, oh, I'd love to. And then just like that, the podcast happened. So it's uh, it was super cool that we could bring him on so quickly. So kudos, Jeremy. Excited to see if you can beat Mandela in uh, in October here. I know it'll be a long shot, but we, you got it. You'll get 100 miles. <laughs> And uh, and everybody should go out there and listen to his to his uh, podcast because it sounds very exciting. I'm gonna be listening to it for sure. Urban City Beat. No, Space. sorry, City Beat, <laughs> Urban Milwaukee. Correct? Is that the that's Ur- the name, right? Urban Spaceship. Oh, that's a different podcast. Okay. Well, never mind. Everybody, go out and listen. Listen to Urban <laughs> Milwaukee. He was a guest on the podcast. That's what I'm probably looking at. But oh, Urban oh, Spaceship, oh. my God, it's where was my mind while he was saying that? Because he's a space geek. Okay, listen to his <laughs> podcast and uh, also looking forward to his uh, to his to his tech startup. Super forward. And let's do this meditation run, this mindfulness run that he's talking mm-hmm. about. And everybody should join if it's a, if it's going to be a public thing. Uh, safely safely we should join him all right awesome all right guys uh you're amazing we love you also there's a good chance that uh i'm going to be sending out an email this week we talked about it the other week email newsletters coming to your inbox if you want to sign up for them head over to creamcitypacers.com and give us your information and then uh, get on our email newsletter we uh kind of went away from social media so we might post there but our new goal is to just start sending out these weekly emails and uh, get on the list be an insider be a ccp insider or whatever the cool name we want to call it all right and how about tell next and 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 real quick the playlist uh let's talk about the playlist real quick the playlist the pre-race pump-up songs all the answers that we have received over the past two years almost of uh, this great podcast to the question what is your favorite pre-race pop song that is now available as a spotify spot uh, spotify playlist called pre-race pump up songs cream city pacers just google that whole phrase and you don't will google get, it just put it in spotify just put it in spotify search it in spotify and it is a great way to start your mornings i love it i listen to it all the time and um yeah enjoy that all right I love that. I always jam out to that, especially in the shower. Okay, until next Friday, keep on running.